Navarra invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Ed Cavalli. With Richard Marsland on the buttons. And today, with only one left, one left day, that's right. Mm. One left day. Mm. Form these words into your own sentence at home. <laughs> See what you come up with. With only one day left for both Get This and the Howard government, apparently, we'll have a final word from the PM. I wonder if that word will be... New inventions of 2007 you must have in your pants. Also today, sex, crime and a man with his genitals stuck in a drawer. As usual... Who's got invisible skin? Antique valuing on Triple M. Who else offers you that? Which animal would you steal from the zoo? A couple of big-name drop-ins are here as we once again say, what do you want to know? Where's the weirdest place you've played Battle of the Sexes? And in hour two, he's back in town, he's here. We wouldn't be able to sign off without a few confusing words from <laughs> him and possibly the theme from the Bottle Boys, Ross Noble! Tony met this fly girl in the club, went by the <laughs> name Pecan Deluxe. This ice cream was high maintenance. Every word of it true. It's all coming up on Get This. And, you know, there have been so many rallies... There's been the Melbourne Rally, the Sydney Rally, the yep. Brisbane Rally, yeah. the Nottingham Rally. Oh, yeah. What about the London Rally? Oh. And now, courtesy of YouTube, here's some footage from that very event. Right, here we are on the Millennium Bridge. We're about to go see uh, whether we can see any of the people from uh, the Get This Rally. The whole point of this protest isn't actually a protest, otherwise we all get arrested. So the idea is just to take photos of us holding up silly signs thus uh, causing everyone to stop and stare and not understand exactly what we love get this you barmy old horse means or I like watching movies in the correct aspect ratio but I've never heard get this. It's a podcast from Australia I believe. Comedy is involved. That's all I know. Well, rumours abounded that there were going to be t-shirts to get covered in spunk. Your t-shirt, is that the um, the British equivalent of what spunk actually means, or is it...? We would have called it Ed Cavalier's a sperm. If Ed's a sperm, what does that make Richard? He is Bill Gardens. There's never been a better time. You never know. <laughs> start your get yeah, this collection. Oh, me plums. Oh, me plums. Oh, me plums. I don't believe oh, me plums is a catchphrase. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I mean, for heaven's sake, can we get a sense of proportion? <laughs> yes. Yes, we forgot Ed Cavalier is a spunk. Doesn't necessarily translate to overseas. Charming. That's UK Squeeze. Call for cats here. Mm. Get this around the nation on Triple M. It's our second to last episode, everybody. And uh, who's here? It's our fully stacked set of hosts, myself, Tony Martin. <coughs> what about Ed Cavalli? <coughs> Up top. Pushing the buttons, Richard Marslin. <coughs> oh. Flop top here. Yeah, more than a handful. Certainly, uh, you know, second to last show and finally it's starting to pay off. The free stuff is pouring in. Cha-ching. Wow, yes. I've never seen so many fruit baskets. All from members of our audience. It's, it's lovely, fun. isn't it? Fantastic. I've got so many DVDs. What'd you get? Oh, 
a lot of stuff that's possibly um, illegal, so I shouldn't mention yeah. it maybe on here. But look at this fabulous hat. This is a hat with Get This 2007 on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, in a comedy script. Yeah, who made that? Richard Marsland's mum. Oh. I thought you were going to play some horns then, Richard, and I was being <laughs> no. prepared to be disturbed. We're just declaring all our free stuff. No, okay. That's good. Um, that's very yeah. nice. She's made hats. Should she make one for you, Richard? I didn't or? get one. No, you didn't. Did no, I didn't. You there's only, there's only two hat. of them. There's three hats. There's two hats. You've got one. Tone's got one. And I'm left wearing this <laughs> hessian sack on my head. So nice of mum. It's full of rats. Wear. You've just been signed up for two years, actually, mum, um, <laughs> after a performance on the show. Uh, get this 2007 there. And what particular font has she gone with, Tone? Oh, look, that's uh, Comedy Sands or something like that. It's got that sort of Barney Miller opening credits feel <laughs> about it to me. And get this in inverted commas as well. Uh, and she just, a uh, quick message. Uh, hey, guys, and my beloved son, <coughs> uh, bought you some hats. Had them made, actually. Thought you could wear them when you have a few drinks on Friday. Then you'll know where to send. Then they'll know where to send you when you get too tiddly. Speaking of tiddly, what was she? Tiddly. Oh, when she wrote this, yeah. I can't even read that. I don't need that sort of language on this program. Did you say tiddly? A filth monger. Thank you, Mum. <laughs> All right, I know a lot of people are going to be getting tiddly tomorrow, but... Uh, Has your mum sent anything, Tone? Nothing. No writs? Uh, no should, subpoenas? Normally the subpoenas <laughs> arrive in one sort of satchel at the end of the week. All wrapped up for Christmas. Yeah, you know, don't send them to me every couple of days. Wait till you've got about four of them. Send, it, saves, it saves money on envelopes. Send a bundle. That's, that's nice. How it works in your family? Oh, pretty much. <laughs> Christmas time. See, we do Chris Kringle at my family because there's so many of us. Yeah. So you only have to subpoena one member oh, of the family fantastic. each year. I love getting a Christmas card that simply says, see you in court on the front. <laughs> that's fabulous. But speaking of legal matters, oh, here's something that we played on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this was last year. This was when Kath Devaney was on oh, the good program. Hit that button. Here's a slightly disturbing story from Queensland. Uh, A young woman was so disturbed by an indecent act committed during a bizarre burglary at her Bayside home, she has since been forced to move house. Now, so it's a serious story. Yeah, but what's... Serious implications. But I thought we might just examine the bloke's behaviour. Please. Because maybe we'll learn something about the human mind. Okay, a neighbour who broke into the 29-year-old woman's home while she was out and, and I'm just going to change the wording here slightly to, made love to... Her lingerie drawer was unable to offer an explanation for his behaviour as he faced court last week. The carpenter, 45, did not know the woman and did not know how he ended up inside her home. Of course not. The court was told the man also used a camera belonging to the woman to take pictures of his penis during the incident. So he's gone, I can't believe I'm doing this. I better get some pictures. I'll have to be able to prove it later. How I ended up here. Did he nick anything or did he die? This this is interesting. He was also arrested for stealing her fridge a vacuum cleaner. What would he have been doing with that? And a compact disc player. Wait a second, he stole her fridge? He stole her fridge? How did he do that? How do you wheel a fridge, a vacuum cleaner and a microwave out? He doesn't even know how he got into the house and yet he's stealing a fridge now. He walked past the iPod, he walked past the laptop and he said, that fridge I could sell down at the pub? No worries. first... Where's the derps? <laughs> but this is the interesting part. Oh, I shouldn't say his name. Mr. X admitted to the masturbation and photo taking, but denied stealing the three <laughs> items from the woman's house. Yeah. Going off into that drawer, yeah, taking a photo of it. Yeah, that was me. But I'm not taking her fridge. What, what do you think I am? I'm not a pervert. I'm not a weirdo. Sure, I had an Uncle Doug in the smalls oh. drawer. <laughs> the defendant stated he had been out drinking. Surprise, surprise. On his way home, he walked into the complainant's house by mistake. After discovering he was alone in the house, he described himself as becoming excited. 
<laughs> so he went, will I go to the 7-Eleven, get one of those chicken rolls in the microwave, or will I go to my neighbour's place and uh, cause a bit of havoc? <laughs> Get it out! Best telly movie ever. <laughs> Best. By the right. No, By the right, Tim. Do uh, I look like him? As we often say on this show, it's just so that everyone will have to do that in the reenactment. <laughs> right. <laughs> then. Crime Stoppers. They're, they're going to have to do this into a drawer and I'll make them take photos of it while they're about it. <laughs> oh, didn't we give you some top crime coverage? <laughs> Over two years. The Prime Minister has been a big part of this program, hasn't Massively. he? Massively. You know, he's always coming on here and talking about... Shorts. No. Sometimes. Vegetables. And his favourite dish. Marinara. That's correct. Mariana. Ah. Incorrect. Very odd. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he's under a lot of pressure, the PM. Who knows what's going to happen on Saturday? So they're saying that he's out, out the door. Yeah. With and, us. And many of his interviews... Maybe we could all do a show together. <laughs> Where he has to do your voice. <laughs> That'd be fun. Good luck with that one. I, that. I can't do it most days. <laughs> God knows what this voice is meant to be. But, uh, you know, we're saying, you know, has the pressure got to him? There have been some very odd interviews over the election very campaign strange, where he's been yeah. forgetting people's names. Mm. Remember that one? The candidate in Franklin, Mr Howard? Yes. Her name? The candidate in Franklin, Prime Minister. I, I support... I support... Um, uh, all of my candidates. What's her name? Uh, I've forgotten it. Come on, Mr. Howard. The candidate for Franklin is. Oh, Bob Dylan. No, come on, John. English. No, it's not John English. It's a woman. Her name is. Marina. Mariana. No, it's neither of those. I, like I support uh, all of my candidates. Can you name one of them? Reebok. No, your candidates the. Flintstones. No, they're. Vegetables. No. Shorts. Wrong again. Fruit Loops. Mr Howard, can you recall your own name? Yes. Well, what is it? Well? Uh, I've forgotten it. Mr Howard, I'll give you one final chance. The candidate for Franklin is... Bad for the environment. All right. Well, not as good for the environment. Uh, okay, too Mr. much electricity and okay. uh, interferes with marine life. All right, Prime Minister. Uh, like I support all of my... Vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> OK. Did I miss that guy? I'm not going to vote for that bloke who's interfering with marine life. <laughs> he sounds dumb. Unless I can watch. <laughs> okay. Here's Eddie Vedder, hard son. Here we get this. Next up, Sex Corner. Oh, no. That's Eddie Vedder, hard son. Here we get this. Around the nation of Triple M, still... Uh, the nation of Triple M. I like the sound of that. That's an interesting government. That's an excellent idea. <laughs> Yes, you never know what we'll do next. One thought per economy. Uh, here's what we're going to do now, because um, over the two years, we've certainly talked an awful lot about... Sex. Haven't we? Oh. It's <laughs> been your number one yeah. source of information about... You, you, you have, and we've talked very seriously about... Naughty. And we all know that Richard Marsland is a is a lover of extremely hot... Sex. Oh, man. <laughs> Don't we? <laughs> What I like is, unlike other programs that, uh, you know, make light of sex... Cheapen it. Make it gratuitous. <laughs> We've treated it with the seriousness it deserves. Orlaith. I don't know who Orlaith is. She's Orlaith, a model of some sort? UK model. Great. There is, we go. She's uh, pushing the wheelbarrow. The sexual position known as <laughs> the like wheelbarrow. That. But it did confuse me, because right. she goes, 
Oh, you want to try the wheelbarrow in the bedroom. The wheelbarrow requires strong arms, but it's well worth it for the results. Just the results. <laughs> Somebody standing there. Peter Cundall in the bedroom. Peter Cundall <laughs> from Gardening Australia. <laughs> with a wheelbarrow. Okay, what do we do with this? No, it's working for me. Apparently just, the just, results are sensational. Just stay there. Just don't move. Well, you're talking about a former prisoner of war. Really? Oh, really? Just... Who all laugh? I, I love Peter Cundall. <laughs> okay. Do you? Yeah, he's great. I hope that uh, statement was clean so that we can bag it up for great. the end of the show. <laughs> you look- I love Peter Cundall. <laughs> you look a bit like him. Uh, no, that's a good thing. I think as Peter a young, Cundall You could play him well. as a younger man. Yeah, you're pretty Cundall. <laughs> I can't wait for that episode of Gardening Australia, though, The Wheelbarrow. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Just hoeing around. What about oh. Katia and Jay, who have the weekly sex masterclass? Yeah, it's a, it's a tough class. <laughs> Do you attend? If you miss a lesson, it's really hard to catch up. Charlie of Seven Hills in Queensland has written into him and said, after my sporting idol was busted shagging in a pub toilet, I can't stop thinking about doing the same with my missus. But she thinks it's gross. Yeah. How can I convince her? Uh. Katie replies, to me, pub toilets are about as sexy as a morgue, but if you're dead set on the idea, why not give her one in the bathroom at home? That's nice. If you perfect your technique there, she might be more willing to give it a go. Yeah, and then you know what it is? It's about easing people into these things. So mm. first of all, they do it in the bathroom, yeah. and then he just gets a couple of people to sort of hang around, <laughs> other blokes to hang around in the bathroom. Um, maybe just, just peeing in the sink. Throw up on the floor yeah, a few times. Throw up on the floor. A few sort of disgusting posters. <laughs> then you get some kids to come in and do some graffiti. You've got to ease yourself into these things. It's quite, you know, a few footballers doing some gear in one of the cubicles. It's a, it's quite a turn on. But keep this in mind. This is in the and now. I don't want to offend people, but this is in the Age in Melbourne today. This is a big news story on page five, I think, mm. of the Age. Mm. Rare throat cancer linked to oral sex. So oral what? sex can give you cancer. Finally, a new use for the phrase cancer stick. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> it must be Friday. Oh, no. I'm down to three a day, says Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> Sorry, all jokes must go. Uh, now, what are we doing here? Are we having some actu- a sexual demonstration in the yes, studio today? Yeah. Uh, all right, okay. Look, this is an article. Hong Kong, a student newspaper, is being uh, probed after a survey it published asked questions, do you fantasise about having sex with animals? Oh, really? The Television and Entertainment Licensing Association is cracking down hard, saying this is not the kind of thing that we should be publishing and, you know, this is not the kind of thing that people should be thinking about. Okay. Mm. So I've devised a little test. Have you? Yeah. Uh, Ricardo Marslinho. Yeah. I, if you can, you see the little heart monitor I've set up there. I've <laughs> borrowed one? the the lie detector. I've borrowed it from today tonight. So if you just wouldn't mind strapping it on for me, crank it up, crank it up. Okay. Everything seems to be normal there. That's yeah. hurting. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's quite. Oh, maybe, beep so loud. Maybe just the volume a little bit there. Yeah. Good. <laughs> it's really quite, cutting through the tinnitus, that one. Quite irritating. Okie dokie. So, Rich, I'm just going to ask you a series of questions and uh, we'll see if we can get any response. There's a new Pavement album out. Yeah. I'm very, very excited. No, I'm sorry. There's no working. response there. No response there. Here we go. We've got a grab uh, here. Let's, uh, let's have a listen to this. Mr. Soderberg. Uh, <laughs> Today's scene, I think it'd be a good opportunity for me to take my shirt off. There oh. you go. Oh, that's Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. Your favourite. Yeah. No, I'm getting there. Yeah. No, no, no dice yet. Okay, Could still be a tag quieter, I reckon. Yeah, let's... <laughs> <laughs> my ears are bleeding. I've got a few things going on. And then uh, I mean, let's just... Uh, let's have a listen to this, see how we go. Okay. Yes. And... Yeah, well... <laughs> 
<laughs> terrible. <laughs> Richard, please. Oh, sorry. Family I, program. I can't help myself. Jeez Louise. Wow. It's like we're back in the donkey courtroom. <laughs> oh, no. If only. Don't mention that. That's on tomorrow's show. Donkey courtroom. How's that? I'm dangling that like top sizzle for our big finale. Yeah, let's go back to donkey courtroom here at Triple M. Oh, look. It's the Black Crows. Hard to handle. Here, get this around the nation on Triple M. Brought to you by, I think Uh-oh. we know, the Nissan Navara. Ooh. What a four by four. Our second to last show. What more can we really say? I mean, I think we've said everything there is to be said about the Navara as we now know it. Mm. I know they don't like to encourage this sort of thing, but, you know, modifications. Can do. Can you weld the doors shut, Duke's a hazard style? Would that be a good look? Here's hoping that. that would be the way forward, for sure. Yeah. They certainly keep the china hutch in, <laughs> and it would save the china hutch from shaking up and breaking up all your wed- wedgewood. Yeah, all your figurines. And your bunnikins. Your bunnikins, your Peter Rabbits, yeah. your Shakespeare teapot. <laughs> Which the Navara driver is, you know, very concerned about. Yes. Mm. Now, I mentioned Duke's a hazard. What did you get? Because we're getting so much free stuff from yes. our wonderful listeners. We're not asking for it. It's just turning up here at the station. It's so kind. What have you got, Rich? Uh, Nikki, who did we get these from? I think this was uh, in, a, in a basket of fruit or something. Paul, Paul, Paul. This is Paul Gallo. Oh, Paul Gallo. This is Paul the man Gallo. that sent me the Milky Bar Crackles, uh, he's which great. my flatmates have enjoyed. No, I got a beautiful letter from Paul, and amongst thousands, I should point out. Thank you, mm. Paul. I like my Gallows Vincent. But uh, oh, the uh, Dukes of yeah. Hazard playing cards. Look at these. Wow. Time. But that's a full set. They're, this is a full set. I'm trying to work out the game. I'm assuming it's some sort of Uno derivative. Okay, so here we yeah. go. Uh, the, <laughs> you've got your Daisy mm. take two for uh, a parking ticket from Cooter. <laughs> or not Cooter, sorry, from Roscoe P. Coltrane. Of course. Uh, Boss Hog, Roscoe, Cooter, Daisy, we've done that. Bo, Luke, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boss Hog. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Roblox. Uh, the, the Uncle Jesse. Yeah. The Uncle Jesse. Oh, right. So it's, it's not 52 different characters. They haven't had to go beyond Enos to try and pad the numbers <laughs> out. <laughs> Flash gets his own card. Flash got a card. Oh, uh, my. my I rest my case. But these are like some sort of weird, sick... You know that scene in Apocalypse Now where Robert Duvall hands out the death cards on the dead bodies? Yeah. Are you planning on doing that to us? Okay, give them a shuffle. Just give them a shuffle and then we'll have one each and we'll see. We'll read the Dukes of Hazard tarot. Oh, man. Okay. All right. right. No, no, don't worry about... I can't shuffle. You know, don't shuffle quick or anything, Rich. (laughs) I'm trying to. I don't know how... Got all the time you can... All the time in the world. Okay. Oh, look, first I've just been handed Luke. There you go, Luke. Luke. Tom Wopat. You see, you know it would be bad if it was uh, the bloke who filled in for him in that weird series where the cousins are on board. You wouldn't want to get that card. That's like the death card. What'd you okay, get? I got a parking ticket. Oh, from what does that mean? from uh, Coltrane. I'm not sure who that is, to be honest. Well, once, to, to be perfectly honest with you, it looks mm. like Richard uh, in drag, but then he's he's in drag, but he's mm. tried to make himself then look like a man again. Can I have a look at that? And that's, put some glasses on himself. It's meant to be Roscoe P. It doesn't look like no. James Best at all. No, Obviously, at wouldn't all. sell his. Uh, his rights to oh, his own his, his image. And you, Rich, who do you get, Daisy, I got, yeah? Uh, I was just going to say, once again, back to the Nissan Navara, which actually mm. repels parking tickets. Oh, yeah. does it? Uh, I got Boss Hog. Oh, there you go. There we go. So what does I, that mean for all of us? I think that means we all have to dress as the characters that we've drawn on tomorrow's program. <laughs> well, the Boss Hog outfit is a little trickier than Luke. <laughs> yep, that's <laughs> what I meant. <laughs> the three-piece white suit. Yeah, you better get cracking, son. <laughs> Oof! And you've got to do a lot of blustering. A lot of every episode of the Jigsaw has it seemed to end with like a car crash in the middle of a forest, yeah. and then the doors blow open, and yeah. a whole lot of money just blows everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And then a really avaricious, graspy <laughs> boss hog sort of squeezes out of a car, going, "That's my money! That's my money!" <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Damn, Dukes. Fair enough. Well, why, right. is it, why is a guy in the country wearing a white suit? <laughs> so easily stained. It's, plata- it's you know, plantation wear. Okay, we'll Can't find out. Can't be caught dead in a plantation without a white suit. Now, normally what would happen during this conversation is somebody would put the hand up and say, oh, look, I think enough maybe about mm. the Dukes of Hazard. A round of applause for our producer, Nikki <laughs> Hamilton. Oh, yeah. Hi, Nikki yeah. Hamilton. How are you, Nikki? Hello, good, thanks. Have Someone... you had any kids today? Yeah. No. Okay. But each day I've been thinking, just got to get to Friday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. You know, I'm trying not to be insulting in the way I say this, but <laughs> often I'll go out of the room to make a cup of tea, I'll come back, and Nikki's even bigger. Yes, yeah, she's, she's expanding. <laughs> bigger it? and better. And I saw you you uh, with a Slurpee today and, and dunking a sausage roll in it. What a life. Pregnancy, what a life. <laughs> it's the last few days of good eating. Okay. When's it time to drop, uh, Nikki? When's it time to drop? Yeah. Look at you, Seriously? Tony. I am a medical professional. Any day in the Any next day. week really? or two. How is it so... Like, you and the husband obviously didn't time this for the <laughs> no. end of the get this season. No. That's just incredible. Are you hoping for an octopus kid like that one? <laughs> Well, I don't think it's... Expression suggests no. (laughs) (laughs) No, just... A tree the man. two arms, two legs will be good. Uh, yeah, good, good. Nikki Hamilton has been producing this show for two years, and uh, before that, a lot of excellent work for our friends at Working Dog, working mm. on the panel, etc. Mm. But did we not, or did not, I meet you years ago at Triple M? Yes, in the research department. Yep, I was part of Reaction Radio Research. What did you do? <laughs> Calling up, um, you know, people out of the phone book, yeah, and uh, playing some music to them and asking them about their uh, radio listening habits. What, this, was, the, this was like seventeen years ago. You play the whole song. Oh, no, snippets. 20 yeah. snippets. <laughs> 20 snippets of how long? And what kind of reaction would you get from those people? Because oh, uh, they had to like it, dislike mm, it, and mm. they're just going, yeah, next, yeah. next. Oh, yeah, that's right. That get was... to the Toto. <laughs> get to the Toto. <laughs> yes. Stop. Have to play? play the whole of that. <laughs> and sometimes you wouldn't get through the whole tape, as you imagine. Yeah. You might get a bit of a hang-up. A bit of a hang-up. Bit of a hang-up. <laughs> but but a, lot of, a lot of people listening would have liked what they were hearing, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so what does this tell us? Maybe the songs should just run 20 seconds. Ah, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> 20 second excerpts are testing through the roof. Why don't you just play them? That's what people are responding to. Yeah. People love a snippet. Well, Nikki, thank you for all your fine work over oh, the last Oh, you're welcome. I've years. loved every minute of it. No. Every minute of it. Even though no. you've had the hardest job, because as we say on air occasionally, and it's not a joke, all the meetings take place on the program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we refuse to commit to anything. That's right. Unless no. we're actually before a national audience. Yeah. To try and lock the door sometimes <laughs> to, <laughs> to get an answer. But hey, Bang you're not going anything. anywhere. You're going to be here for tomorrow's big finale. You bet. And one of Nikki's jobs is booking our fantastic co-host. Here's one now. Rob Butler's sitting in. A couple of friends of mine have got three kids, and mm. at the time their little girl was three, and... They were all at home and someone walked in off the street. The little girl was the one in the sort of family room. They live in a big house. And this guy came in and saw the mum's handbag and took out her wallet and then saw the little girl. And she looked at him and he looked at her and he just did a, you know, shh gesture to her and took the wallet and left. And because she was only three, it didn't really faze her, you know, because she didn't get the enormity of it. So the police came and... A young sergeant said, who saw the crime happen? And they said, well, it was only our three-year-old. And All right. Do you think you could draw a picture of uh, the man you saw? (laughs) Serious? And so she sat there diligently at her little table and drew a picture. And went, "Mm -hmm." mm-hmm. She handed it to him. And sure, this is what he looked like. And everybody looked and there was just like a stick figure. (laughs) 
Right. And then he didn't quite know what to do and he said, well, I'll take this down to the station and uh, see if we get any leads. I think I'll... Someone find out where Sticky McGee's been this morning. We want After to talk a very to him. thin man. <laughs> a very large head. Uh. I'd like to think that would be over the shoulder of the newsreader on that night's bulletin. He's got uh, three fingers. And man. as you can see, he lives in a square house with a... It's either a bush or some smoke coming out of the ground. Here's something else I wanted to ask you about, Robin. Mm. Is it true that this kind of shonk goes on with the sizing of your women's clothing to make you feel thinner? Yes. Oh. So you're more predisposed... To buying the product. Oh, look at me. I fit into a 10 kind of deal. Mm. It's called vanity sizing. I'm a size 18, currently wearing an (laughs) 8. But I'm happy and I'm buying everything in the shop. (laughs) Really? I'm a size 6, I'll have 10 of them. (laughs) Vanity sizing. It's funny, isn't it? Do men do that with their own genitalia? (laughs) I find it unusual that in the era of metrification... Men's genitals are still going with inches. Don't you think it would have been more flattering to go over to centimetres? Isn't that odd? I thought you meant upsizing on, like, testicles. No, I've got four. We were talking about a bloke on the show last week who was smuggling six rare bird's eggs through customs. (laughs) When they said, what's that in your underpants? He said, oh, those are my testicles. (laughs) Oh, thank you not to stare. Why are they tweeting? They do that. (laughs) Those are my testicles. Now take them away to be hatched. Yes, usually when you get to the testicle hatching joke, it's time to get out of there. Very oh, true. fine. Special guests are queuing up outside. Ooh. More of next. Harry Gathers. Don't cry to me. That'll be evanescence. I'm sure it will be. I have no idea. I've been busy. There's a lot going on in this studio here at Triple M. Get this. We've got a firstly climb talk back mountain. Come on, everybody. Okay, that's all we got time for. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, Hamish and Andy are here. How yes, thank you. Thanks Hello, for having us. Oh. Thanks for coming in, guys. I mean, I blame you personally for all the uh, All Together Now trouble we've been having on this show because you guys had me on your show a few years ago mm. and I don't know how, but you got me to sing the theme to John English's long-running All Together Now. It yeah. was still, it's still a highlight of the show. <laughs> People begging us, can we can we have it as a ringtone? No. <laughs> Bad luck. We, until English comes in here and gives us the rights. <laughs> Tony English. Martin, it was a cover. We wow. can't produce it. Okay, well, we'll put that to bed, I think, once. I think we've had enough renditions of that song on this program. The listeners can't get enough mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Thanks for being such big supporters, even though you work on a different network. Well, yeah. we're still in. We're still kind of in the same building. That's I true. Mean, people don't, a lot of people don't really know that, but no. for us it's, um, it's just a wander downstairs. But now with a new time slot, because we're on... At four o'clock mm, on a I different on a different network, yeah. so we do, we miss now the show. It's quite distracting listening to your show when we're meant to <laughs> be Guys, going can you on. Guys, do some work. <laughs> yeah, I just want to hear the Warwick Capper tapes again. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, see, we, with that, well, Will and Limo come on after us, and when they started, there was a lot of stuff like, "Oh, we're going to be covering the same topic." So, mm. could you guys call up? and just tell us what your main break's going to be because we don't want to double up. And so after about three days, it was, no, we're not going to be looking at Stephen Seagal straight to video release. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think no. we are doing antique valuing on today's show. And nor should you for the fifth day in a row. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm we're, for us, it's like, because now the last sort of few months of Get This are just, they're like, 
in, on, in a backlog mm. in podcasting for yeah, me because yeah. I, you know, I haven't had time to listen to any of the shows. So over Christmas, that's what I've got set out. Just every Get This podcast I've missed for the last few months because I haven't been able to listen to the show because we're preparing for our show. Mm, right. So I think around about the 17th of December, <laughs> I'm going to be going... They're getting axed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on this like two month time delay for the show. You're still back going, sorry, did Travis say Bolvia? <laughs> You're still way back there. Still, I'm on the Big so, Brother podcast. Well, Tom, well, so, I mean, why we were distraught when we heard of the news mm, uh, yes, that, yeah, that obviously yeah, Get This is finishing, mm, mm. there was a little bit of elation because there's a few. Topics. Yeah. There's a few segments that you have that I went. Are yeah. they going to be selling them? Yeah. Oh, well, that's really thought of that. Obviously, is it be yeah. a garage sale. I now? Went, is there some kind of? Am I going to go downstairs and in the car park out the back of Martin's boot? <laughs> I'm going to find brilliant to a fart. Oh, oh, hang on. Can we just say, listen? I mean, if you, if let's just say we're say we're two fish and chip shops on the same busy stretch <laughs> yeah, of road. Okay. okay. Sadly, you're closing down. Yes. Okay? Now, it would be remiss of us mm. as a fish and chip shop that cared about its customers <laughs> to not at least come down here and ask you, what are you going to do with a deep fryer? Yeah. <laughs> and in our eyes, brilliant to a fart is the biggest, shiniest deep fryer. That's the deep fryer. That's, that's what we want. Oh. That's what we've come to take. That's the deep fryer. What's the big pile of uh, new ideas from 2003? What would that be? Oh, I, I assumed Rich would be taking those with him. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought my George Martin impression. George Martin. Bust out of this metaphor. We're not at the fish and chip shop. You're saying you want prelude to a fart. And of the course... Segment. Postscript to a fart, the sequel to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Or any, I mean, hey, I'm not I sure how many, how many sequels you've signed on if there's epilogue <laughs> to a fart. <laughs> Warner <laughs> Brothers has we given us a seven-picture deal. <laughs> really? It's amazing. We were like forward to a fart. <laughs> yes, fart with a vengeance. I don't know how long it's going to go. But, okay, this is the segment where it's dropping a witty line to take the edge off what's about to follow. Yeah. I think, I don't know whether we can use that again. Do we want to hand that over Boys, to Hamish? I want you to have it. Really? With our blessing. The torch has wow. been passed. Thank yeah. you so that, much. Can I just say... Do you want the, secret sound? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think we've got one of those somewhere. Can I just say it? If this is an Indian gift, mm. I'm fine with that. Is, if we get if we get a couple of months and you turn up on Vega or something, and you ring us and say, "Guess what? We want it back." I'm fine with that. It's back with interest. I can. We have not uh, made any deals with any other radio stations except for community radio and hospital radio. There it is. Think, We're holding up for oil rig. Yeah, we went to the hospital and they said, "Well, it's a niche program. It'll only be selected wards." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, so, but I mean, you guys could probably have them in stitches. Oh, oh, yes. Take that one with you as well. Bag that up. Well, 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 Tony, not to take it too morbid, but uh, last Thursday I got to listen to your whole program. Yes, right? yes, yes. Because I had the day off. Right. Because my dad had a heart attack. Now I heard this. He's fine though, isn't he? Is he is fine. Yeah. Yeah. We also, we stole uh, get this regular Ryan Shelton to come and go host the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. so the, the vision chip shop's got nothing left. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, obviously it's a shocking day, yes, but I was listening sure. to you guys and still getting a Really? And I'm thinking, as a testament to get this, <laughs> that's going to be your new focus group. And if hospitals are considering taking right. on board, okay. you guys must have some laughs in the show because there's people lying around. And if you can get a laugh out of people that have got, you know, half a heart, yeah, okay. that's not bad. Test so them well. The test would be, it's a bloke maybe in a coma. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay, nothing's worked. Mm -mm. What about this hilarious...
hilarious story Ed's found about the moke with his uh, testicles caught in a deck chair. See if that brings Signs of life. You and Tony, Ed and Richard on The Best Medicine. <laughs> Which is laughter if you've not followed the, the name. No, it's not. Doctors are in. Guys, thanks for all your support in the building Thank and in the gentlemen. car park. It's been great. <laughs> Thank you mate. for giving us Prelude to a oh, yes, Please enjoy it. Use it well. That burning torch. Mm. Pegs on noses, everyone. And now, listeners, it's your chance to jump in the pool. We're continuing what we started yesterday. What do you want to know? Give it to, call us up. When did you meet Richard Marsland? You know, that's what I want to uh, hear about. Brush with Marsland. Br- brush let's, with Cavalier. No, let's, let's get this started. <laughs> brush with Marsland. Brush with Cavalier. There's many more brushes. <laughs> what we need are questions <laughs> that be. aren't about how Richard lives his life <laughs> and aren't about can you guys tear us up on a date with Hamish and Andy. That's yeah. beyond our purview. Just before we go, can we take one more thing? Yes. The right to any time anything happens and trying to find out who was responsible. The right to Ed, you coming in doing a voiceover going, ooh, I'm Richard Basley. There we go. <laughs> Can do. All yours. All right. Well, what a beautiful movie. Oh, and minimum chips. Thanks. <laughs> Radio moment. Call us now with your question. One triple three five three. Thanks, guys. Oh, that's be good, Johnny. Get this around the nation on Triple M. Hamish and Andy have left the building. They're so handsome. They're lovely boys. They're obviously doing some sort of health regime. It's just the way the light catches Andy's floppy hair. They obviously know. go outside from time to time. I was mesmerised. <laughs> <laughs> no, top blokes, but lovely let's gentlemen. meet the listeners. Mm. They've got questions about anything. We will accept almost anything. Hi, Clinton. Oh, good day, Ed. How are you travelling? Excellent, my friend. Uh, you got a question? Yes, indeed. Um... I was listening to a podcast earlier today, and earlier in the year, Tony quipped that he said that on the last show, I bet we find out that uh, Ed and I are related. Ah, yes. Well, that hasn't been established yet. The forensic investigators are still on the case. Mm. Are you saying it might be the case? You think so? Well, certainly after two years, I, I, I'm starting to think that that very well could be the case. Yeah. I, I have been striking trying. similarities. There are some, not physically, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> Clinton, I've been trying to legally adopt Tony for a long time, <laughs> but uh, Madonna's getting in the way. We've really got to untangle the family trees. We've only got a date, huh? I mean, how many parents are there on your side? How many actual parents? Yeah, actual parents and step parents. Seven? Seven? Mm. You? Um. One, two, three, four. I think four dads. Four dads? I think f- maybe five. Tony Martin's Four Dads, <laughs> tonight on Channel 9. Okay, we've got to find this. We will try and get on to the genealogy for you uh, by tomorrow. Thank you, Clinton. Nice to speak to you. you. Uh, oh, so hi, Susan. How are you? Hello. How are you? I'm excellent. Uh, you have. What's your question? I want to know mm. why you oh. are so obsessed with flushings about over um, Richard. Oh, why am I... Well, I, I'm obsessed with people calling up about their brush with Richard Marsland because he's a sick guy. He comes across all nice on air, but you should see him off air. It's just, you know, hands everywhere and mm. slipping stuff into drinks. It's it's really quite full on, and I'm just desperate for the truth to come out. You sound well, very... I've seen you on air, and I reckon you're pretty scary. Oh, really? Oh, hang on. You sound like a defender of Richard there, Susan. I am. Right. Oh, I like Richard. I reckon his warped sense of humour is marvellous. Okay. <laughs> That's a bit wacky. The warped is good. Warped is a good start, Susan. Susan. No, but the thing is, we would have... So much more fun if it was brush- brushes with Cavalier. No. Be so I agree. Okay. There you go. I don't go out. It's at all, all yeah, smoke yeah. and mirrors. It's about distracting <laughs> from no, brushes. No. Will we do brushes with Cavalier tomorrow? Anytime you want, Tony. Anytime. <laughs> if suddenly when we're finishing, it's anytime we want. <laughs> Bring it all on, right. man. Nicely. Oh, thank you, Susan. Thank you, Susan. <laughs> Nicely said. Who's next? Hello, Justin. Gentlemen, I'm devastated to hear you leaving. Oh, that's all right. We'll be back, my friend. A question? You have a question? What's going on? Um, yeah, I've noticed that whenever something gets invented, everyone says it's the best thing 
since sliced bread. Mm. I want to know what came before sliced bread. No. Rope belts. Were people going, it's the best thing since this rope belt? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's uh, the best thing since the dray. The best thing since a peat bog. I think the peat bog was quite... <laughs> the peat bog was popular for popular years. Popular for a bit. Uh, ooh, uh, I don't know. Do you have uh, any suggestion as to what it might have been? I was going to go with um, self-raising flour or the wheel or possibly even um, Africa by Toto. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, we can't go back that far. It's often the big debate, you know, that yeah. people are going, the wheel, Africa by Toto. I mean, what begat what? You know what I'm saying? Thank you, Justin. Love to speak to you. Uh, finally, David, how are you? I'm not too bad. How are you? Excellent. You have a, what's your question, my friend? Well, it's to Richard, but also to Tony, because he seems to mention it a, few, well, a bit more than Richard does. I want to know where I can get a copy of Richard's Guide to the Adelaide Beach. Oh, oh now, hey. it is actually in one of our old podcasts. Um, I'm sure many of the previous callers could tell you which one. <laughs> it should be labelled, shouldn't it, Rich? I mean, surely you'd have yeah, a copy is. just on constant rotating. Absolutely, and if you just type in the search function Beats into your iTunes <laughs> search thing, you should come across, well, I mean, if you put it into Google, you'll find lots of interesting things. Mm. Google Images is another story, totally. Yeah. But if you put it into your Get This iTunes, oh yes, the Beats take you to some wonderful places. In fact, would you like an update? No. Oh, well, uh, third cubicle along, Bill Gardens is all chopped up. Look out for the glory hole. That's a real parking lot out there. Maslin's Beach, action still a go-go. Kmart car park on Anzac Highway still on the go and some toe tapping action once again at the car park on Main North Road at Raise Outdoors. <laughs> Are you happy now, sir? Oh, very, very. Yeah. All right, Get yourself thank down you there, very people. much. Now, all of the rest of the questions seem to be who is David Dickinson, someone oh, we've referred to. Now, surely people know because hasn't the Antiques Roadshow been on... But he's not on our episode. He's not on the no, ones on the Channel one, 9. Yeah, the, he's on Bargain Hunt, which okay. is on your Foxtel. But right. we don't see him on the Antiques Roadshow. All right. It would be remiss of us uh, you know, to sign off without having a bit of David Dickinson's work. Uh, here's a clip from the day Rob Sitch came in. Rob's mentioned dealing with Dickinson. Yes. And in case people don't know who we're talking about, it's this bloke. You are dealing with Dickinson. You are dealing with my money. And I'm going to ask you for a bit of respect about that. It is Did you moment. add the music? No, this, this is full of music. It's oh, catchy. To the irritation of Madden production. <laughs> <laughs> Harder to fiddle about when they put music under it. It's, it's, it's very difficult to make antiques dynamic. Yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> he's done it, though, because he's Give given people 25 billion pounds of my money. <laughs> and it's he's constantly telling you it's his money, and if you get smart with him, well, have a listen to this. Mark was one of the team members who questioned David's judgment recently, and the Duke's still smarting. I'm not greatly impressed anymore. You know, I was out there pitching hard, trying to really support those guys, all of them. But after yesterday, you only bite me once. Just once. Oh, you're allowed to bite him once. Yeah. <laughs> Rock up. You can bite the Duke once. <laughs> he gets yeah. teams, doesn't he, to sort of yeah. buy, buy and sell antiques. And he, but he always ends up disappointed. <laughs> 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 and they've usually followed his advice. <laughs> they followed his advice and let him down. Imagine if Jamie Oliver was like that. He ended up just <laughs> being disappointed with everybody he hired. Well, did you see when I went on dealing with Dickinson? Yeah, yeah. No, I went on there. No, well, this. this thing here. Yeah. This is an antique right here. <laughs> this is the original <laughs> Eon <laughs> FM stroke triple M uh, panel, and I made a few changes to it. Yeah. Took it along to his fear. Yeah. He wasn't very happy. Check it out. Tell you what, Tony. You know. Yes, David. We've worked together almost 25 years. And we have. always, when I've been going to a fair, uh, you've always come up trumps. You've always come up with the goods, Tony. Well, I think you're going to like this. It's the original <laughs> control panel from Triple M that we use on Get This. I've given it a bit of a shine. I'm looking forward to the team seeing 
seeing this, the yeah. finished article, oh, yeah. when everything has been brought back to its real best. Well, it does date back to the early 1940s, so I hope you won't mind. I've made a couple of modifications that... So you're saying now you're qualified what? to you tell mean, me? I haven't said anything of the sort. I, all I said... I've been doing this business for 25 years. I know you have. I'm very disappointed in this conversation today, and in fact, I'm a bit <laughs> off with it. Look, all I've done is made a slight modification... I am not... The, Happy, really? I think I've had enough, quite frankly. Huh. You know, you're taking the out of me. Well, I'm not you are taking the out of me. I think you're overreacting. I'm not a big brother. Oh, I know you're not a big brother. Do you know where you are? Have you done your homework? Have I done my <laughs> homework? My homework has been over 25 years. Oh, yes. I, that. I know. 25 years. Yep. I've got flair, mm -hmm. I've got talent, and I've made several million pounds. We know. What can you say about the antique business? What can I say? Well, I occasionally have to play a super tramp song. I'm going to say this from now on. No more prisoners, no more nice talk. From now on, you are dealing with Dickinson. Noble <laughs> Wow, tough Jeez. day for you. <laughs> And he sounds, by the sound of things, he dragged you into a public toilet and then started playing tin drum while he berated you. Well, I hope that's cleared things up. Perfectly. Okay, let's make some space in here. Our favourite uh, co-host from probably the UK. We've got we've got presents for him. Yeah, we've got things to play, and we haven't yeah. seen him in a long time. It's been too long since I heard the theme to the Bottle Boy <laughs> sung so beautifully. Ross Noble's here. Get this: a prime example of bootylicious for a start. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. Cause I can if I don't because I wanna That's right, we're still broadcasting you get this Be ignored by the step and the board because I'm gonna Brought to you by the Nissan Navara Huge Pulling Power on Triple M We've been receiving wonderful emails and letters from our listeners And That's this one I was referring to earlier from Paul Gallo He goes through the whole team and then he says Ross Noble Ross, thank you for showing your support for the guest, uh, Get This Team I think I could live to be 100 and still not get the tune from the Bottle Boys out of my head. Here he is, Ross. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Oh, it's a pleasure to be back. Now, while you're overseas, that did catch on the Bottle Boys. Oh, did it? Team. Really? Yeah, a lot of requests oh, for that for a ringtone. Anthony oh, Kalia did a version, went to number one. Oh, excellent. This was the most obscure sitcom in British history. Well, and the, the great, sorry, I was just going to say, yeah, the great no. thing about Anthony Kalia is he's the size of an actual milk bottle. <laughs> he did the whole thing. And the, the milk bottles, that would have been an excellent video if it had just been him. Normal bottles, him in amongst there, just just white all on his face, and then just him chinking against the other the other bottle. Well, I couldn't believe yesterday. I was listening yesterday, and I couldn't believe that you read out a, a, a an email from a guy in Surbiton. Yes, in the, Surbiton, in, in, Surrey. In, yeah, Surbiton, England. But, but I couldn't believe that you missed the fact. You know where Surbiton is? See, I don't know anything about Surbiton. Oh, it's like Bristol. It's just a word from a comedy sketch. No, but that's the thing you do. You know everything about do Surbiton, I? Because... but you don't even realise because that is the place where. Um, uh, they used to live in the good life. The good life! <laughs> the good life! <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. oh. That's magnificent. I'll just explain to the listeners there. Just three men just exploded. <laughs> three oh. grown men. Penelope Keith from the City Candle. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah, that's where Tom had his little had his ducks. And then yeah, ducks yeah. That, was, that was all set in service. And I was listening. I was going, good life's going to be mentioned. Oh! Well, it. thank God you're here to correct that oversight. So much to get to in this hour, Ross. Uh, we get oh, hey, we're doing a 
a great segment. It's called Ask Ross Noble. Brilliant. So <laughs> sounds, be... sounds like a Ask Greg Fleet with the name change. Oh, then. look. Ask, now, that's it. what would Greg Fleet ask do. It. That's a completely different oh, idea. Right, okay, I'll <laughs> get you. And we'll we've got it. a present for you. Oh, oh there's presents for Ross. You know, I can't believe the presents that I had for you, right? Yeah. I've, they're in a shipping container. Because I thought the show would run for years, so I thought, oh, I can ship them back. No, I didn't realise it would be last minute. So I have, I've got all three, right, this is, it took me so long to find. I've, I've got you all three on the buses films on oh, one DVD. On one DVD? On one DVD. Finally, right someone's and, common sense has prevailed. And the one that I'd ne- I'd, 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 I didn't buy it in the end, but I wish I had now, which I thought would be ideal for you, Ed. Yeah, yeah. Have you heard of the film Poltergeist? <laughs> No. No, what's that? Yeah, it's about, uh, it's basically some gay ghosts. <laughs> it's, a, it's a French film. The uh, Some people move into a flat, and I know it sounds a bit fruity and a bit top shelf and all that. Not at all. It's a knockabout comedy where some French people move into a flat where uh, three homosexual uh, clubbers yep. died in a fire. <laughs> and then they now live in right. the flat and they have to try and get on with the ghost but obviously they're flamboyant homosexual <laughs> French homosexuals and how do you how do you cope with that exactly poltergeist <laughs> so you know if we'd stayed on for another year out yeah. with short bus in oh. with poltergeist poltergeist <laughs> so much to talk about in this hour of get this Decided, ice isn't it? When the world gets in my face, I say, Have a nice day. Okay, all right, we'll do it your way. Uh, pick it up when the world gets in my face. I say, Have a nice day.
have me to lolly snake. What, what do you mean, man? Why does he say Lolly snake. Lolly snake, 1.5 meters stupid. from the 7-Eleven. He's like next to the cash register. Sounds Okay, all right, we'll do it your way. Here we go. Have a nice day. That sounded great to me. Well, okay, it's got to be a take, guys. Yeah. Where's he going? This is the whole last don't, chorus. Don't worry, don't worry. Have to do the chorus. I'll get him back. Watch this. Here we go. Oh, shit, there's more. I got it. Have a nice day. Good. Glad that's been put to bed. That'd be a bit of have a nice day, I'm guessing, here. Give this a second hour on Triple M. Ross Noble's here. Hi. Oh, Ross, it's so good to have you back. Uh, I was worried about you because you were embarking on what to me looked like a foolhardy venture. You were doing a live show that was beaming out to cinemas. Yeah, yeah. 30 cinemas around yeah, England. Idea. 45. 45. 45, 45 cinemas. W- yeah. All over the country were going to the movies yeah. to sit in a theatre and watch you doing stand-up yeah. live. Yeah. How Whereas did that if they, go? Well, if they just booked earlier, they could have come and seen the show live <laughs> on the 45-day tour that I did. <laughs> to them. You know, it was a sort of a... Spe- it was great. It was a... It was a it was the first time it's ever been done, wow. other than Formula One and Genesis. <laughs> I think I think Robbie Williams did it from like Germany or somewhere. And then yeah, so I did the I did the gig in Liverpool, at Liverpool yep. Empire, and uh, which is where Laurel and Hardy did their first ever wow. live English gig. So that's yeah. kind of Pretty so that's good. always yeah. Yeah. I think it was someone doing etchings and, and passing them out. Yeah, on, to, yeah, the blokes with the <laughs> blokes in the street. And uh, yeah, so I did that, and then. Yeah, it was mad because what I did, because I, I wanted to do a two-way thing so I could talk to people oh, in the cinema. Yeah, yeah, How right. do you do that? And, well, uh, you pay out uh, £25 million pounds, oh. is what you do. <laughs> um, because it was kind of one way, was like ridiculously expensive and we had the tr- and a big satellite dish and everything. Right. And um, so what I did was... I said, that's like the tally room of Eurovision. Exactly. That's what, that's what you're proposing. Exactly. But the, it was it was very Eurovision-like in, in the sense that I said to this bloke in the front row, because I kept referring to the different cinemas, and I spoke to people afterwards that were in the cinemas that said they were laughing like it was a normal gig. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. the only weird thing was the fact it was all shot in high definition. So you have people sat there and they, to, to the start of the show, they did a real close-up of my face. So this cinema size. So I'm like, you know, I move around quite a lot, sweat, and there's just this giant sweaty face. And apparently there was people in cinemas going, Whoa. And so... 
so what I did was I said to the guy in the front row, I went, uh, I said, lend us your phone, mate. Mm. Got the phone out, what's the number? And he said the number, so I repeat the number. And I said, if you're in the cinema, give us a ring. Oh, right, right. And nice. I'll take your phone calls. Well, of course, this bloke's phone goes nuts. <laughs> like, it's just like, you know, because this was, a, it was like 10,000 people. Like, it watching on the screen. <laughs> so, so it all came, this bloke's phone is like, melt, it's gone glowing white hot. As he's phone's and I, and I pick it up and I say, hello, and the guy's like, hello there, it's John here in Cardiff. And, and, and all you hear is, you know, the satellite delay there. He's like, Cardiff, Cardiff. And you hear, <laughs> 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 And did that bloke have about 500 heckles in his message bank by well, the end of the night? That was a great thing. Like, one thing was, there's like, I could hear big laughs coming down the, right. coming down the line from Cardiff. And I'm going, I'm going, it sounds like you're having a better gig than I am. <laughs> and, and then I got an email from the guy the next day who said that obviously people had kept it in their phone and this bloke had just had like a week of just of nonstop. <laughs> people were ringing up, is that you? Because they thought, they didn't realise it was, right. it was, they thought it was my phone. They didn't realise that this bloke was a genuine... It was a middleman. Yeah, like, like as, you know, they thought, oh, he's bound to be a plant that Ross has given his phone to. <laughs> no, it was a bloke's genuine phone. This bloke, apparently now he's still receiving phone calls. Like, wow. I was wondering, where does Ross get his shows from? <laughs> it's not him. So I can't wait until we release it. We're going to probably release it on DVD at some point in the future. Oh, is it six people, discs, seven discs, maybe this time? A thousand discs. <laughs> it's going to be like a, a sort of, it'll be like, you know those 1970s, uh, 1960s sort of uh, lamps that you used to get <laughs> all the shiny discs and stuff like that. Just be like one of those. Best, like the Prisoner Collection, which yeah. has 500 discs. It's, it's uh, Hubble will be the only person that can uh, produce them. Things. Now, speaking yes. of discs, yeah, yeah, what is got this? We've got a present for you. You, you know, you know what's more—it's not just the fact I've got a present; is the fact that it's it's being <laughs> it's it's being kept under a wrap. It's, it's, sure it's <laughs> quite literally under wrap, <laughs> uh, but a, an actual edible wrap. Tuna wrap. Is that, is that where it comes from? Absolutely. We're keeping it under wrap. It's one of Ed's <laughs> tuna wrap. Go on. There we go. There you are. Oh. Oh, sweet baby Jesus on a jet ski. It's <laughs> Love Thy Neighbour oh. Down Under and we oh. were not able to find a single line that we could put to air. Oh, that it's is... Not... I've actually gone a bit giddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the fact... For the first time ever on DVD. I know, because there would be a lot is of it... attempts, you know, <laughs> to get it out before Just... this. Oh, that is... Oh, thanks for that. That I can't... You know what? I'm speaking to you now, but part of me's thinking I've got to get home. And watch I've got to get home. What region? I hope it's the correct oh, region. Oh, look at that! Now well, I can tell you that the man. The story of uh, Love Thy Neighbour. For those who don't know it, is there is a man in England who lives next door. He's a white man who lives next door to a black man, and that causes all kinds of tension and misunderstanding. <laughs> he finds it very hard to deal with. What have you spotted I've there, just Ross? Spotted the fact that it's set in Blacktown in Sydney. That's yeah, right. Yeah. This one is come see, down under. It's just the fact that the, the scriptwriters have gone. Where are we going to set it? Anyway, with the word black in the title, that, that'll do. Yeah, that's. Oh, yeah, outnumbered by the... Oh, of course, hang on a sec. Yeah, yeah, it turns yes. out he's, he's outnumbered by the Aussies, so he's got a problem with yes. Aussies as well. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. just... It's oh. all races and creeds that aren't his copper in this one. Wait till oh. he meets an Asian man. He can hardly bear it. He's not... Oh, he doesn't just... know what to do with himself. <laughs> yeah. There aren't enough double takes in the world. Well, he'd be confused, <laughs> wouldn't he? Because he, he wouldn't know whether or not it was a genuine... You know, whether or not it was a genuine Asian man or, like, somebody doing the gotcha calls. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the... You know... <laughs> around like... here, it's hard to work out who's... <laughs> All right, that is the first oh. of many treats for oh, Ross Noble um, in this hour of Get This. Oh. 
there. They're just making it up now. Uh, oh, if you like our version of that song, uh, this is get this by the way on Triple M. The making of that song. Remember that? That yeah, was a yeah. sketch. That's one of the ones we've had requests for. That'll be on tomorrow's Get This, the final one. Ross Noble is with us. What a treat. Ross, the first time you came on the show, do you remember you were busting out rare vinyl? Do you remember the song you were saying? You yes. had a broken arm or something? You were in hospital? Yeah, broken knee, right. and you were amusing yourself by listening to well, uh, great albums. Was it was it Objetem by Frankie Howard yeah, and June Whitfield? Have we got that here? Ah, oh, here it is. Okay. Really? Never know what we'll play next here oh, at Triple M. This is a classic. Okay. See, that sounds like the original what? to me. Oh, hang on. <gasps> I'll give over <laughs> again. Do you know what time it is? It's half past three. <laughs> so for people who don't know, this oh, is uh, a lurky from uh, Up Pompey. That's got yes. into you. Yes. It's not Friday, is it? Oh, oh look, cut that out. <laughs> Pull yourself together, woman. <laughs> control yourself. Now, it just goes on like that. For oh, longer than... Oh, 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 such a face. <laughs> now then, oh, oh, no, no. Well, all, those, all those guys who didn't want to make love Ooh. to their wives. So there was uh, George from Georgia Mildred, yeah. never yeah. up for it. Mm. And then that guy. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think that guy, because he was a raging homosexual. There it is. Oh, I think that might be it. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yes. Now then. Now. Oh, stop. No. Oh, yes. Well, it's an interesting combination. It's all the oohs, but then it's check that bird. Check those knockers. Yes, yes. So it's, an yes. it's like Mr. Humphreys kind of checking out a woman's ass. It's a kind of yeah, yeah, but uh, apparently with Frankie Howard, he used to when he did his stand up, he would he would be now now you see now now listen now stop now oh, and the writers uh, used to have to write in the like young writers would go to him and would write in the oohs and the ahs and the noes and the misses <laughs> really and and he would say oh no oh no I I put those in. And then if they didn't, he would send them back and say, put the oohs and the ahs in. You know? <laughs> He's like this real cantankerous old man. Really. But yeah, what a taskmaster, oh, a hard taskmaster. I, I, I wish I had a copy of it, and, and sadly it's one of those things where it'll never get heard Dear. on the Triple M Airways. But there's, do you remember Jack Douglas? Who was Jack Douglas? Jack Douglas was the guy from the Carry On films who had, he had a sort of a Tourette's. <laughs> um, he was like a... He was very much sort of second 11 Carry On. Yeah, he? he always played the farm and it was the kind of the... <laughs> and he did a, a, a mate of mine played a, a, a song which is I wish I had a copy of it but it's the um, it was Up the Swanee River <laughs> song and it's now Up the Swanee <laughs> I, I don't know how that would test with the Triple M audience That's obviously fine. we could try a Fallout Boy did a cover of it it might go okay <laughs> That'd be great. Now, there's something I'd like to see Anthony Kalia cover. Wouldn't that be great? In the, in the full. Love this one. Enough musical stylings on the idol. And his hat would fly off. He was like, what? You see, that's quite. Stanley Unwin as well. Did you. Stanley, did you? I know that name. Oh, Who is Stanley, Stanley Unwin? Stanley Unwin. And he actually had a, a, a dance uh, remix with a band called Wobble You. And he, Stanley Unwin was the guy that used to. He had his own language. Blibli Oplube. Oh. Blibli Oplube. 
You know, yeah. Fiblom is a flimblom. And he, and he, that was his act. Does that mean and anything? Professor yeah. somebody? Did Prof- he? Professor Stanley Unwin. That's right, yeah. 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 Well, have we got any Stanley Unwin coming up? <laughs> <laughs> you, you talk about people having to put all the, the, the no's into Frankie Howard. Yeah. I often wonder whether people put all the no's into John Howard's speech oh, because absolutely. you're coming back now oh. right in the middle of an election campaign. Oh, I don't know God. if you're aware of that, Ross. Oh, yeah. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, (laughs) Sorry, right? But do the politicians in this country think you're idiots? Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, what is going... It's ridiculous. Sorry, I've got... No, 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 you'll see. What's this one? I'm a bloke. This is a ute. I'm not happy. What? Are we supposed to fall for that? This is a... I'm a woman and I'm in a house. No, thank you, Mr. Howard. What? It's a house and a woman. I'm a bloke. That's a ute. (laughs) He's just like me. Yeah. Yeah. I think like he does. No, thank you, Mr. Howard. That's my ute. Did you know that they've busted that guy? He's apparently, you know, this tradie kind of Aussie bloke. He's a Robbie Williams impersonator. He's a full-time Robbie Williams impersonator (laughs) in real life. (laughs) (laughs) Full-time. Yeah. And when he was asked what he wanted to do, he just wants to rock that DJ. Well, of course, a lot of the ads are saying, you know, John Howard's not going to be around. Afterwards, do you remember when he announced his retirement? I do. I think it was on this very show. Prime Minister, there's been a lot of talk about this meeting with Alexander Downer. No, no, look, Kerry, I'm not going to get into the detail of my conversation with Mr right. Downer. I'm not. Well, uh, could you sum up the meeting for us in a word? Uh, I had a conversation with him. He had a meeting. He got views. He communicated yep. those views to me. He acted correctly. Right. He acted decently. Yep. You know what my yes. reaction to all of these things has been over the past few days. There is simply nothing to be gained right. by my trying to answer to you precisely what yep. may have been said uh, in a yep. meeting that I didn't attend. I know what Mr Downer said to me. I know mm-hmm. what was in my mind when yep. I spoke to him. Mm-hmm. I've told you uh, there is really nothing to be gained and we're both wasting our time going into it any further. Well, that's 115 words, but uh, you can understand why people would be interested well, in more in the future we have for the people who are viewing this program. Well, sadly, Mr Howard, it's the bill, followed by a repeat of birds of a feather. Well, I mean, give us a break. Yes. <laughs> Come on. Yes, uh, I know, it's appalling, but uh, Mr Howard, is the pressure getting to you? No, 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 Kerry, Kerry, it's not. Well, some of your recent statements have been quite eccentric. I heard Peter Beattie say the other day that he's lost interest in politics. Peter Beattie? Well, Peter's an ambitious man. One day he will lead the Liberal Party. Right. I believe that he is my logical successor. Okay. Uh, You're also quoted as saying you'd like to fight the entire campaign dressed in a Borat-style mankini. There's a lot of things I want to do. Right. uh, And I have uh, resolved very much uh, to fight this election campaign like none other. And in order to capitalise on the fact that many of your colleagues are more popular than you, uh, you're changing your name by deed poll to John Howard Costello (laughs) Down. Turnbull Bruff. Mm. So, quite a mouthful to remember on election day. So, punters will be voting for (laughs) Howard Costello Downer. Turnbull, bruff. Well, that sounds insane. Mr Howard, I think you need to re-energise your party. How would you describe your dynamic team 
for election 07. Look, we're like any other group of, of, of politicians. No, that's pathetic, Mr Howard. Repeat after me. We can win this election. We can win this election. I want to stay. I want to stay. I love politics. Uh, I, I love politics. And some nauseating cliche to end on. And we owe it to the future of our children. Oh, very good. Now, what about sexing up your message, your vision for life after the but, election? But look, can I just say something about that? I've given a lot of thought to this. Right. My position in relation to the next election, and this is what I'll be telling the Australian people, is is very simple. Uh, if, if the Australian people are good enough uh, and kind enough to re-elect me again, there are a lot of things I want to do, and I would want to approach those things with enormous energy, but I would expect well into my term. Oh, yes. And after those things have been implemented and better down, I would I would probably, I'm certainly form the view well into yes. my term. Right. Uh, that it would make sense for me to retire. So, hang on, your promise to the Australian people is, if re-elected, you will retire. I thought this through. Yes. And what I'm saying to the Australian people is, yeah. well into my term, I would come to the conclusion that it would be in the interests of everybody if I retired. So that's the carrot you're dangling. Vote for me and I'll definitely piss off. I think that's good. It's a terrific idea. You're very welcome. Finally, Mr Howard, I take it you've heard Triple M's Get This program. Mm. They say the show often manipulates people's voices to change uh, their I, meaning. I, I, well, of course it does, even this interview. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, who will you be voting for on election day? Uh, Rudd. Gillard. Prime Minister, thanks for your time. Uh, Peter Garrett. There you go, another bombshell. Here again, this. Stick around. Next up, it's time to play Ask Ross Noble. Get this. You know what we're seeing here? The naughty child syndrome. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. It's Triple M around the nation. The oh, yeah. program is Get This, and Ross Noble is here. What a treat when he drops by. It's really a final chance to play Ask Ross Noble. Mm. You know, it's great timing, really, to be doing it's, this. Yeah. Uh, can, can I just mention something? Yeah, please right? do, And you Ross. were saying, like, you know, I have just got back into the country and, uh, you know, in the middle of the election thing. And this, I think, demonstrates what a magnificently optimistic country this is, right? Since arriving, right, I've seen not one, but two men trying to get, you know those full-size giant plastic water tanks? Yes. The enormous water yes. I've seen two men at separate times, right, trying to get those on the back of a regular trailer. <laughs> like a, not, not like a giant trailer that no, you get no, a car. No. We're talking like something that would be, you'd think, mm, I might put a couch on there, but it's probably pushing it. Huge, great big things. And that's what I love about this country. In the UK, people just go, nah, it's not going to happen. You know, really? Yeah, blokes just... Stop it. It's, go it's going on. And how are they trying to fasten them on? I don't even think they are. The gravity? They're hoping yeah. for gravity I to take care of balance. <laughs> and just a giant water tank on a single skateboard, a couple of hockey straps. Exactly. That should do the should be right. I can't. And that, that, to me, so just shows what an optimistic... Never mind all these blokes next to you going, no, thanks, Mr. Howard. I think you should have just said, right, which of the many politicians would attempt that? Anyone that can get the water tank on, give them it. Don't even have a vote. Well, see, this is a good ask, Ross Noble. Ross, what do you think is the primary difference between your, uh, your English voter and your Australian voter in attitude? Well, 
the main thing is the fact that you legally have to vote. Oh, okay. Uh, yes. Whereas in the UK, nobody does. Is that right? The same in the states. It's is all decided by one bloke in the Loughborough area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know the level of uh, the, the fact that you've at least got round of going right. You have to. You have to make a decision in the UK. If you go, I don't want to sign. <laughs> don't want to sign. There's no point. Nothing's going to change. I'm not going to bother. That's right. You know? there, was, there was a four quarters a couple of weeks ago, and it was you know full of voters, and it was like, what, yes. what exactly are you uh, going to be voting for? Oh, haven't really thought about it yet. I'm going to wait till the day before. What's going to be the big issue? Oh, probably taxes. <laughs> probably, you know, probably. And it's when you need that chaser stamp, that one that goes... This person votes. That's when you need a bit of that. Well, I just couldn't believe, like, I saw uh, Rod the other night on Rove there. Yeah, yeah. The fact that how... The fact that he's... Here's a man, right? He wants to run the country. Yeah. And his imagination stretched to the... Who would you turn gear for? And he, his own wife. And that's the... That's... That's the limit. That's his imagination. Yeah. Is that a good thing or is it a bad? Do you want some? Because you know, do you want somebody who has no imagination whatsoever, so they can think about facts and figures? They can think about political things. They can think about the stuff that matters. Or do you want somebody that's got an imagination who's staring out the window, going, "Oh, I wonder if we could uh, plant some odd plants on the top of Parliament House or something." I wonder if I could get that water tank on that trailer. Exactly. But that's the thing. So the man's yeah. clearly got no imagination, right? Or he's spineless and he doesn't want to in any way, you know mention the fact that he possibly in his wildest dreams could be gay <laughs> in which case he shouldn't be Prime Minister because his original answer they cut out they said who would you turn gay for he said a gay French ghost that's <laughs> haunting, <laughs> haunting an apartment yeah that's enough about <laughs> poltergays well, is it though it's an actual movie but that's the point isn't it is what do we want do you, do you want it do you want a man with imagination mm. or do you want somebody that's got no imagination whatsoever mm. I'm sure if you showed him one of you know those Rojak oh, yeah. oh, yeah. you, know, you know you showed him there uh, uh, it's just a, an ink blot. It's a, it's a bit of blackness on a white piece of paper. Uh, somebody spilled something black onto a white yeah, piece of paper yeah, exactly. in that one. You're not getting it, are you? You've got no imagination. You know, or he's scared to say the word black in case we wouldn't know people might think he's idiot. He's okay. an idiot. I hope that hasn't swayed anyone's vote. Well, no, no, it's too late for that. Uh, Mr. Cavalier, it's your last chance. Ask I've got to let the listeners get on board, Tony. You really think yeah, it's the listeners? Well, let's just... Actually, no. Yeah, yeah, I've see, got a question see, for see, you. always uh, Noble, is yes. it true that you've been playing the same venues as Steven Seagal's Thunderbox? <laughs> yes! Yeah. Yeah. Is that true? That is true. So you've been touring around England yeah. just after Seagal, this posse of left town, with his yeah. band Thunderbox. Yes, um, I turned up. There was because I'll tell you, I found out about this. I was I was in the uh, backstage at this theatre and I was looking at, and they had a big wall chart so the right. crew could see. And I thought, oh, I'll see what's on. And I looked down and it didn't say Seagal. It literally, you know, and it was it was like Cats was on there, hey. and then there was like another a week of like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang or whatever. <laughs> the, you know, the Phantom of the Opera, and then there was sort of a few a few one night as you. Leslie Garrett and the like <laughs> and then and then it's uh, me and then in between me and Garrett Thunderbox <laughs> and you know when you sort of fly backwards as if attached to a harness on a wire yes. you've been shot through a, so, so, and I went Woo! Jack Douglas style I went no and I, I flew backwards and I, I turned to one of the stage hands and I just went Thunderbox what as in Steven Seagal's band and he went how do you know that that's Steven Seagal I went, oh I know my friend I know and he said oh yeah we had Seagal in and, and so obviously the first thing that happened every single member of the staff of the theatre was dispatched to find uh, a poster absolutely right <laughs> I, was going, I don't care where you get it from go into the archives get them <laughs> turns out they'd either been vandalised
vandalised <laughs> or had been stolen. <laughs> vandalised. Because they're actually, it's worth more than currency. Those <laughs> posters. Right. And apparently, uh, turns out Mr. Seagal is less than affable. Oh, oh you're joking. So they do say the worst ever uh, host of Saturday Night Live. Apparently that's the one episode that they will never repeat. Oh, really? The most troublesome host well, ever. Well, apparently he was, you weren't allowed to look him in the eye, you uh, weren't allowed to go near him. Yeah. I, I don't know whether that's just because he'll kick your ass. <laughs> you know, could be you sort of, for death. You look at him wrong. <laughs> and uh, it's very difficult as well getting him to the uh, getting him to the stage trying because of the shadows. shadows. He had to, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just, yeah. It takes he, hours. He, he actually tried to wait eclipse. He had to get Cliff Richards band, The Shadows, <laughs> to deal with him at all times, just just behind. But yeah, he was he was apparently he was he was not a pleasant gentleman. Well, we are with Ross Noble following in the footsteps literally of Stephen Segal, and it's your chance to ask him a question about anything at all. One triple three five three. Triple M. It's Midnight Oil with a bit of help from Brian Boyd on backing vocals there at Get This Around the Nation. Ross Noble is with us. We're playing Ask Ross Noble. Who's got an ask? Ed Cavalier. Hi, Jill. Hi, how are you going? Excellent. How are you? Good, thank you. Ask Ross Noble. Ross, you were on the radio one day and you were trying to buy an elephant from um, the circus. Yes, that's right. I want to know how you went. How I didn't... Ooh. <laughs> it became an Andy, I think. Ooh. Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I didn't get the elephant in the end. The, uh, the circus, apparently, there's one circus in the whole of Australia that still has elephants, mm. but yeah. they're retired, apparently. Oh, okay. So they're a little bit, you know... They're, they're, mm. they're out playing golf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and why did you want an elephant? Well, because we was driving past the circus, mm. um, and it was there was an elephant outside, right. and it looked like it didn't need that much room. Yeah. And then, you know, the, the house that we've got here, quite a big garden, mm. slash land. It's the elephant and, uh, compatible. Savannah. Yeah, and I thought, hang on a second... If the if an elephant can survive in that size paddock, ah, surely yeah. the paddock out the back of us could uh, sustain an elephant. And I, and so I thought, even if I just hired it for the day, and then yeah, it was Hamish and Andy upstairs in this very building. And I just happened to mention it to Hamish just in a just in a passing context. Next thing you know, I'm on the radio asking for an elephant. <laughs> asking for an elephant. What are the you laws know. with it? Because I know you've told us you can't dress a monkey in clothes anymore. That's right. Yeah, that's uh, all off. <laughs> giant pair of pants on an elephant. Is that allowed? Do we know? Well. The, the elephants, they they used to sometimes wear a tie. I was just about <laughs> you know? to say, it's more formal wear with an elephant. Yeah, yeah it's more uh, sort of cuffs or the, and... Or that sort of... Or the, the headdress. You know, the headdress yeah, thing that a, comes I down. I think you're allowed yeah. to paint them as much as you want. You can paint as much... You can, oh, you can paint a mural gone. on the side yeah. of them yeah. if you oh. want. I've just been told our caller has gone, I think. So completely <laughs> confused. <laughs> Vandalise it. Never mind stealing an animal from the zoo. Vandalise an elephant while still in the zoo. Well, there you go. Here's the thing. My mate tried to steal a... Um, a, a mate of mine tried to steal a squid from a sea life centre. Is that right? Yeah. How? Well, what's well, his technique? Technique? Plastic bag. Plastic Carrier bag. bag. <laughs> and 
Yes. He was going to quite a big one, surely. He's scoop it up, yeah. and he's going to walk out with this, like a little squid, you know, mm. just like. And uh, I saw him the next day, and he he had a tank in the side. <laughs> he had a tank in the side of his flat. Like he lived in a council flat. He had this little tank in the side of it, all ready, filled up, ready for his <laughs> the master crab. And the next day, I saw him, and he, I said, "Did you get that that squid?" And he looked all sad. And, I went, and he went, "No." I said, "What what, what happened?" And he went, "Handles burst on the carrier." <laughs> <laughs> like he hadn't, you know, when you got heavy shopping and it stretches. Wait, anyways. You know. All right, so, we yeah. can't condone the stealing of squids on this program. Yeah. Uh, who is next with a question? Hi, Josh. How you doing? Excellent. Ask Ross Noble. Uh, last year at the comedy festival, uh, some of the audience members left a uh, CD p- uh, between um, two pieces of bread up on the stage. I was wondering if you kept that CD, Ross. Um, <laughs> yes, I've put it into my wheat-based musical collection. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I, I, have a, I have a CD player that is also a, a George Foreman grill. So, um, yeah, if I'm getting a, if I want to listen to music yeah. and also enjoy a toasty, have I you just ever, uh, chuck it in there. tried the George Formby grill? I'm, oh, I'm, not, sure. Yeah. I'm not sure what it would be. Yeah, where you put, a, you put a sandwich in there, it's turned out nice again. <laughs> More there. All right. Yeah, look Time at that. Time Cop, how are we Any, going? Anyone? Uh, maybe one, one more. You know, I've, one, seen, sorry, you know, you know I've seen the film Time Cop four times. <laughs> Have you? No, not only that, at the cinema. At the cinema? At the cinema. What? what? Well, I went and saw it on my own because I was bored. Well, no, I went and saw it. Yeah, I went and saw it on my own, and then uh, the next day, some mates of mine went, we're going to the cinema, I went, brilliant, what we're seeing, Time Cop. <laughs> okay, that's and, acceptable and too. I, and I can't, and then, and then I went on a date, and I said, <laughs> what, 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 what do you want to see? She said, Time Cop, you know. And, and then, then, the and then, fourth? And the fourth, I can't remember. Just to, to see if it was as good <laughs> as you remember. <laughs> I think it was probably on on some late night show, but four times I've seen Time Cop. <laughs> at the, and, and you know when you come out and you discuss a film afterwards, <laughs> yes. you know, I was going, well, you know that bit where it was, and we didn't notice that. How did you notice that? Because I was looking. I, I was looking beyond the acting. Well, we have our own time cut. And listen, yeah. can I hear it? Yes, oh, there's man. our end theme. We've run over. Good Lord. Don't worry, there is still one more show to go. A big-ass finale tomorrow. There's quite a few things in the tank. I've heard what Maddie D's up to. No good is the answer to that. 30 seconds to go. Ross, is that enough time for you to plug whatever it is? You've got the shops. <laughs> Randomist, is that still available? Yeah, I, I believe it is, yeah. That you, is four DVDs. Four DVDs. You, there's there's a new one's just come out. You can only get it on the internet. Really? It's, Already? There's, there's, a, there's a delay. There's a, a Seagal-style <laughs> thousands of... De- the, you can get it on the internet if you go on, like, you know... Yeah, it's yeah, not right. in the shops in Australia. Sorry, I've, I've just well, been distracted by it, constructing a sandwich before the show but is it, even but finished. It, but it will be. It will be available in Australia at some point but you can get it on the internet thank you Ross for all your contributions I'm touring next year so look on the local press for details (laughs) do you have a key phrase Mr Marsland something just to amuse Ross why not I'm free (laughs) (laughs) and we'll be back tomorrow to wind up the show put it to bed with the assistance of yes Greg Fleet and Sean McCarlin he's out of work at that other station tomorrow and back in here see you tomorrow everybody this is the bar. It's all out and you know.